Camera action for 2021 of January. <laughs> I'm Scott. And I'm Jason. And this is Month of Movies. Um, this year, uh, if you listen to 2021. our 2020 uh, recap episode, uh, we talked about doing the 99, or sorry, not 99, the, a bunch of mindfuck movies. I feel like we have to call it something else. I feel bad saying mindfuck constantly. Yeah. It's saying the F word a lot. But I don't know other words that you can replace it. Because. Messed up? Like if you say mind meld or messed up, but like some of them aren't messed up. They're just mindfucks. Mind, 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 mind thinkers. Morty's mind blowers. <laughs> uh, oh, cat, get down. That's my Xbox. Um, she just wants to go up in the Xbox. Um, yeah, so we're watching messed up movies yeah. that are on this list that we haven't seen. Yeah, um, or haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, and then uh, and then also any other movies you watch during the month. But we're switching it up for this year, like we mentioned in the 2020 recap. We're gonna go over the movies we watched first, and then mm-hmm. at the very end, so we can kind of talk about it freely. We'll have. The messed up mind movies, um, more in detail at the end with yeah with spoilers and detail and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because like a bunch of these mind melds um, are like just like plot twists or you know like twists or you know shifts, and it's like we can't talk about that because we'd spoil it. So we'll do it separately at the end. Yeah. Like, for example, one of the movies on the list we've already seen is Sixth Sense. Yeah. And like, and you're like, oh, he's dead. And you're like, oh, shit, I just spoiled it. But, like, I was using an example because even if you haven't seen it, you know that that is in the movie now. Yeah. But these other ones, nah, not as much. Yeah. So uh, for, so for, for the normal movies for the year, or the movies that aren't on our list, we're going to go through those first. Um, and I'll go first because I watched more movies this month. Yeah, than you Jason. did. Because um, I haven't watched a lot of TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first one I watched was my girlfriend because she found out that I never saw Beauty and the Beast. Like the animated one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically I haven't seen either of them. <laughs> right, me neither. <laughs> well, I watched Beauty and the Beast. I don't think I said it in the podcast, but... We watched it because Tony was in the school musical version of it. Oh, okay. So we had it on in the background while we were doing stuff, but and I'm like, because I've never seen it. Like, what? Yeah, that that did happen um, with a different movie, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> good right. good example. So Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <clears throat> so you watched the animated one. Yes. If you haven't seen it, it's about a girl who is uh, pretty. Um, but there's this, uh, this, this guy that he became this, uh, he was very vain and, uh, and he became a beast in the castle. Uh, and then, uh, at one point, um, they, uh, they, they put a curse on him and saying that like, there's a, a rose. And if once the last petal falls, then, uh, he, he, if he doesn't find someone to fall in love with him, then he turn he stays as a beast. Um, 
but uh bell who is the beauty she she uh barters with him because her dad wandered onto the property and stuff and then he he kidnapped him she's like ah oh, if you if you take me instead uh leave let my my father go and he's like okay and then all the silverware that are alive and stuff are like well if we get him if they get them to fall in love then the master's cursorily lifted and stuff and then they sing once in a while and there's characters it's 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 Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's a Disney yeah. movie. <laughs> oh. I mean, like I, it's it was one of those movies. Like I never saw it, but like it was always in the back of my mind because I knew everything about it from Simpsons or just general whatever. Right. Um, I saw half of it in high school because we watched. Uh, we watched it during Spanish class, and so the show, the movie was in Spanish. And then when I said that to Kristen, she's like, "Why? It's they're in France." And I went, "But they speak hey, English in the movie." In in French class, we watched the animated version of Pocahontas. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he was French. I don't know. I'm bad at history. What time was? Because there was like Spanish explorers and stuff. It was like. I th- I thought it was like the Plymouth Plymouth Rock stuff, but I could be wrong. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. It wasn't Columbus and stuff. No, it was John Smith. Yeah, but we didn't watch the whole thing of that either. Yeah, because class is only like fifty minutes long. Right, I and mean, we're not going to watch it for multiple days. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a it was a cute little movie. It was basically what I thought it was going to be, but I didn't hate it, so that's a good sign. Right. Um, so I gave Beauty and the Beast a six and a half. Six and a half. I, I, I. You can keep going. Well, the next get one, another one. The next one, I watched a box set of. Children. Oh, nice. Yeah, I watched a box set of Children oh, of the Corn movies. Yeah, that might take a little. I'll, I'll let you do one before I do this. Talk about the six movies I saw. The box set. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, I just realized we were still going to talk about those three, but we didn't. We're going to talk about it afterwards. Yeah, but I thought we were going to at least say, hey, this is the movie we watched, and then give it the rating so people at least know what we rated it before we spoil it. Yeah, we can do that. Sorry. Because we can just give a quick synopsis, like a generic one at the beginning. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then go more into detail. I like, just realized that you're talking about playing Beauty and the Beast. And I go to my list. I'm like, wait, Eraserhead. Yeah. So the first one, yeah, we'll give like a one sentence example. Like we watched the movie Eraserhead. It's about a guy and his crappy life. And he's trying to figure out how to live with his, his girlfriend who is yeah. pregnant. Yeah. He, he is dating this girl. She gets, she find he finds out she's pregnant um, by being invited over for dinner, and then uh, <laughs> and then she has the baby, and yeah, they uh, they start hating each other, and um, because this baby's won't shut the fuck up. Um, I I was intrigued by it after I finished watching it. I was like, I don't know what I just watched. Yeah. Uh, but I gave Eraserhead a six and a half. I gave it a seven. Go... Oh, sorry. Okay, go and we can go more into detail of like the weird stuff in it 
at the end of the podcast. Yeah. But but a lot of people who've heard of Eraserhead, if they haven't seen it, they know it's weird. Yeah. That I didn't expect it to be that weird though. It's just funny because uh, like some people are talking to me, like I've never heard of that. I'm like most people like when you say, "Hey, what's the most messed up movie you've ever seen?" If they've seen Eraserhead, it's usually that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it came out in the late seventies. Uh, but yeah, six and a half for Eraserhead. Um, the second movie we watched was uh, Predestination. Yeah. Um, which is, which is funny because I'm like, oh, this movie's about time travel. Yeah, I guess most time travel movies would be kind of mind fucks because different people's take on how mind time travel works. Yeah. Whether it's the timeline thing or it always happened or, you know, the different uh, interpretations of time travel. Um, this one on predestination is Ethan Hawke. Um, he's getting sent. It has to be back in time to try to stop this bomber. It's it's he can go 30 years ahead or behind. Okay. So he gets hired to try to stop this guy who is a bomber and blows up buildings and killing tons of people so he's getting sent to try to track down and get leads on to find this person um i enjoyed this movie quite a bit um like i said there was a couple of twists and turns that i guessed that were gonna happen like almost right off the bat and then other ones caught me by surprise um i gave uh predestination uh eight and a half i gave it a seven and a half i liked it a lot it was very uh, fun and uh it, I was, yeah go ahead i was gonna say we watched it on roku the roku channel so it had commercials so it gave us time to go like what do you think is happening what do you... <laughs> it was like lost it was nice yeah um i think it's funny because like the the girl that's in it she's on the show succession <laughs> so i recognized her like right away yeah <laughs> um but yeah so that's predestined. And then the third one we watched was The Gift um, from 2015, the one that stars uh, Jason Bateman and then that guy that you were talking about on the Year End podcast. Yeah. I can't remember his um, name. I don't either. But anyway, like Jason Bateman and his wife move back home ish, right? It's, yeah, it's they like move, town. Yeah, they move into like a nice like house in the woods. Yeah, but like I think he grew up there when he was a kid and they yeah. moved back. Um, basically to try to raise a family, but he's trying to, you know, they're trying to re- get pregnant, get a kid and stuff, but they're moving back home. They bought a new house and stuff. And he runs into this classmate at the store, I think. Um, and he's kind of weird and annoying. Uh, and you know, like Jason Bateman's character gets annoyed with him and stuff, but the wife is like, Oh, I'm just, just be nice to him. You know, that was a long time ago. Blah, blah, blah. Um, that was an interesting movie. I thought, um, yeah. Like right off the bat, I'm like, I, Jason Bateman's a dick in this movie. Yeah. I was, like, I was... He gave those, he gave those vibes off right away. That as the movie went, and well, I was right. He is a dick. Yeah, I wasn't rooting for him at all. <laughs> um, so I gave the gift an eight. Oh boy, I gave it a six and a half. Yeah. Okay. So those are the three uh, mind blower movies. Uh, and then you talked about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that I've been watching a lot of TV shows. And I was like, I should really finish Twin Peaks. So 
I watched the movie because I was told, hey, before you watch the Showtime season, watch Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because, like, most David Lynch stuff, most of it goes over my head. So, like, watching this movie, I'm like, I can kind of see, but you definitely have to watch the first two seasons before you watch the movie. Yeah. Because um, basically, Fire Walk With Me uh, follows Laura Palmer, who is the girl who is dead at the first episode of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And most of the first season and, like, half of the second season is them trying to find who killed her. Um, and this movie assumes you've already watched the shows because like it follows her leading up to when she dies yeah and like the, like the different run-ins she has with different characters in the town and stuff um so it's like okay and then you know that there's like an underlying tone that's going on which is like the weird messed up part of the second half of the second season and going into the third season um but yeah for the most part it's following laura palmer she gets into fight with her boyfriend and such and such i'm not gonna go into too much details um but it was entertaining um yeah it was definitely a nice lead-in to uh, the third season once i started watching the third season because a lot of those characters come back and locations come back in the new season mm-hmm. and i'm like wow they really loved that one bar where they're constantly playing music um <laughs> but i i enjoyed it it was uh an entertaining movie i mean it's uh it's david lynch so it has some of its weird stuff going on i thought at the beginning of the movie um but i gave fire walk with me a seven okay like i calling it fire walk with me but some places are calling it twin peaks fire walk with me yeah so i think they do that just so you know it's tied in with that but i don't know so i gave fire walk with me a seven the the funny thing is i think i don't know if that's the the adaptation or not but uh Kristen only she never watched the show but like mm-hmm. high school she said she read the diary of laura palmer yeah it's probably that because the diary is in the movie yeah um like the third season they found out that some of the pages were ripped out okay and they're trying to find some of the pages um but yeah that'd be interesting yeah, she said she read that, but she never saw the show. So she's like, she kind of has a grasp on what's going on, but she doesn't remember like or the re- know who the killer is at all. So, like, re- like the basic, like general knowledge, not the weird shit. Yeah, like of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Oh my god, because yeah, because you've seen the second season, right? I yeah. watched the I, I watched the first season like. I feel like a decade ago, and then I, I got like three episodes into the second season. Because then the end of the second season, they go into that room. Yeah. Where they're talking backwards but forward. Well, they, that happens like in the first or second episode, too. Okay. Does it? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the stuff that happens in that room, it really messes with your head. Yeah, because the, the, yeah, then he has the dream and some of that and whatever. But yeah, no, he that that's in the very early, early on. Okay. All right. So yeah, I gave Firewalk to me a seven. All right. So your next movie, so box I, set. I watched because uh, I watched Children of the Corn a while back, and uh, this is back before I had Prime, uh, uh, Amazon Prime. So I was like buying something for like twenty two dollars. I'm like, well, I just need to fit like five more dollars <laughs> in to to get um, to get the uh, the free shipping, but. Um, 
and I like Stephen King, and I, like, I try to watch all the movies based on his work, even like mm-hmm. the sequels and stuff. So I'm like, well, I should even start the diving. sequels that aren't based on his work. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I should dive into some of these sequels. So I found the well. I first typed I typed horror collection, and then for five dollars, the six uh, following sequels of the first movie came up. So I'm like, all right, so I can watch two through seven, and there's like. I think Jesus Christ, there's seven of them. Oh no, no, there's more. There's like, oh no, I think there's like five more that I can't watch because they're all like on like rent to to watch or buy or whatever. Like it's nothing streaming, but apparently mm. there, one a remake came out last year and apparently it's like the highest rated Children of the Corn of all time. So like more than the first original. Mm. So, um, so I anyways Children of the Corn. So. <sighs> To recap, what happened at the end of the first movie is uh, I watched Children, the first Children of the Corn, in October of 2020. Yeah, I, oh, I watched it um, way before that. <laughs> yeah, I watched it in June of 2016. But uh, but they the people that like get trapped in the town, then the kids are killing people and stuff of like that. Whatever, they escape. They destroy the 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 god that's living in the corn and stuff of like that. So the second movie, which is called Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice, I don't think anyone, if they just plan on making sequels, I don't think the second movie should be called The Final Anything, just to let you know. <laughs> but, like um, Final Destination 3. Yeah, The Final the final de- Destination. Um, but Children of the Corn 2, uh, it starts off where, like, after like the police come in and they realize that this town is being was messed up and all the adults are dead and stuff, so they start like just going into the town and like figuring out what's going on. And you follow a newspaper reporter who like I guess he um was like he used to be a newspaper reporter, but now he's like sort of like a, a Weekly World News like inquirer. National Enquirer type like guy who like just writes like weird stories, but he's like he's there on the scene. He's like they're just passing through. He's like, oh, I should check this out. I can I can get the inside scoop on this place, and his son like wants nothing to do with them and stuff. Um, but then like the god that was destroyed, he found he finds a new vessel, and just goes into like some other kid, and then the the kids just start going around killing adults. Um, it's pretty boring. It's not a great movie, but it's a good sequel because Possessing this and this and this and then no, it sucks. Well, I mean, like, it's I, I I couldn't I can't remember if it was made for TV or straight to video or if it was actually like a theatrical release, but it feels like it's made for video. <laughs> like that's the second one. Yeah. Um. So, but the, I liked the fact that it actually follows directly. Like the events from the first movie, that's yeah, it went why to the theater. It was in the theater. Yeah. Okay. But that's that's kind of why I'm giving it a higher score because it's a true sequel, even though I think mm-hmm. that like yeah. Um, but yeah, not I, good. Yeah, I gave Children of the Corn to this final sacrifice. I gave it a five because it's continuing the story and whatnot. And then after that, all just they do whatever the fuck they want. So, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. <clears throat> so, this movie is about this couple uh, that lives in Chicago, and they can't have kids of their own, so they adopt two kids 
because I guess they're just like spreading out all the the, the loose children because they don't have parents because they're all dead or whatever. I don't know. But either way, these two, this couple from Chicago adopts two of these kids. And one, like the older kid's like, yeah, I, I guess I can live here and stuff in Chicago and whatnot. He's like, he's kind of oh, like Jesus. working his way out. But the young one is just like all serious. Like, no, the Bible says this and this and this. And and this one is, it's weird because now like the corn moves and so like that. What? Like the kid can, can make the corn move and whatnot. And like, and they're even in Chicago, oh. this giant field of corn just starts build, growing up around their building and stuff um, so one of the reviews just says now that's a corn monster yep uh, a giant corn monster not it's not a monster made of corn oh that's yeah. not so big like no. the corn palace no at the very at the very end of the movie the climax of the movie i think i showed you that clip uh of the oh yeah the action figure being lifted <laughs> yeah that's right um, that was the third movie. Okay. Yeah, that's after like the uh, the god is like resurrected or whatever. The corn, the he who walks behind the rose, is resurrected. Um, but yeah, that that ending just made the movie so much better than it was. Like the movie was just shitty and cheesy and stuff. But then that ending, I'm like, the last ten minutes of that movie are fantastic. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. So that's why I gave Children of the Corn three urban harvest i gave that a five now this is where it starts going downward (laughs) you can't top the corn monster no after this they like i mean i guess the third one is like that but like after the second one they just like go hey children of the corn evil evil kids and they like corn all right go go with that (laughs) so in the fourth one which is children of the corn for the gathering Naomi Watts is in Naomi it. Naomi Watts is in this, yes. And it's early on, early on enough in her career that she is She's just a little baby. Yet. Huh? She's not a good actress yet. She's the best actor in the movie. Um, but she 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 lived in Nebraska growing up, and then she's like just stopping back home to visit home. Um but the like in the other Children of Corn movies, like the children are acting this way because um, they believe in this God who li- like he who walks behind the rose or whatever it's it's called. Uh, so it's like a religious thing. For some reason, in this one, all the kids are getting sick with this virus, and like they're acting like someone that they're not, if that makes any sense. Like I, the example I wrote down was um, uh, like a little girl, like, Oh, what are you doing? Margaret? She's like, I'm not Margaret. And so I don't know what is going on. Um, <laughs> but I mean, most of these movies, hardly anyone dies, which is very strange for a slasher movie. Um, and so, like, I can't remember remember how most of these movies even end, except for the the giant monster of corn. Um, so that 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 one is, it's pretty. It it feels like it's further down the line when they just stop giving a shit and they just go, oh, just put it has corn in it and the kids just put this yeah. title on it. Um, 
I just, okay, so I'm clicking on these movies as you're talking about them. The recommendations. If you like this, you like these. I'm like, none of these look good. <laughs> They're recommending. Like, yeah. oh, if you like this, you'll like One Missed Call 2. Like, there's a sequel to a movie I've never heard of? Or Transmorphers? That's, oh, Transmorphers. That was like one of those, like... This is Transmorphers, The Fall of Man. So I saw one sequel. of those. I had I had one of those from I think uh, it was like in the five dollar bin at Walmart at one point, and someone dumped it in the Comedy City uh, media <laughs> raffle, and I got it because of that, because it was like the knockoff of Transformers. Right. Yeah. The lower budget. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I gave so most of these movies so far are getting like twenties, twenty percent. Oh. Uh, Children of the Corn 4, I gave that a 4. Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Holy Terror. Holy crap. Fields of Terror. Um, I think, is this the one this that... Has, uh, this one has a critic review of 0%. <laughs> but to be fair, only six people watched it. And four of the quotes are not available. <laughs> yeah. Is this the one with uh, uh, Eva Mendes? Um, yes. Okay. So, um, so uh, a bunch of friends. Oh God! Is it? Oh my God! The beginning of this movie was so stupid. So, okay, I'm jumping ahead here. Sorry. Is Children of Corn six 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 the sixth one? Yes. Okay. Sorry, we're going back to five fields yep. of terror. Fields of terror. Fields of, fields of dreams. Um, so this one is, I guess, a bunch of friends. Oh. What? Sorry, I just saw the word suicide called. In this one? Yeah. Oh yeah, determined, yeah, yeah. Determined to save her estranged brother from a suicide cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so right. a, a, a bunch of friends are uh, driving to go spread the ashes of one of their friends who died. Um, but at one point, they end up getting trapped. Like, they, their car breaks down. And uh, the girl is like, wait, this is where I li- I grew up. And, like, she just forgot where she grew up. And she's like, I think my brother's in this town. Um, and because like, her brother, like, her parents think – I don't remember exactly what was going on, but I think her parents told – her that her brother died but then she's like i'm pretty sure he ran away well he ran away to that town but like it's a whole religious cult that like is like i think to sacrifice themselves to the corn or something i i it didn't stick my brain because it wasn't very entertaining of a movie because it was just a bunch of like teenagers that are like you need to get out of this town like oh yeah sure whatever and then you know they don't care about what's going on until like almost all of them die um it's not entertaining at all it's it's probably my least favorite of all of them <laughs> so i gave children of the corn five field of terror fields of terror a three and a half now children of the corn 666 isaac's return now this is is he an adult yes he um the actor the no longer children of corn. No, 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 no. He in the first movie, uh, in the first original movie, he was like twenty or so. Like he, ha- I think he has a growth uh, condition, like a, a actual. Physical oh condition. yeah, so he's like a, a small person or whatever they're yeah. called. 
John John Franklin because yeah because he seemed like he wasn't a kid when I watched that first one yeah uh, the movie was in eighty four and he was born in fifty nine so he was like twenty five in that first movie but he but he's in other things he's he was he was like one of the the Boyles and um in uh Brooklyn Nine Nine and he he was cousin it in the Adam Sandler movies. And stuff, but you couldn't see him because his face is covered in hair. But anyways, he was Isaac in the first movie, and I don't remember. I don't think they killed him, but I don't remember what happened to him. But I guess right. he was just in in a coma for this like these last however many years. So then, um, one of the characters, uh, she comes back. She comes back to town. Um, because she is, she goes back to town um, because her mom lived in that town, and she is. I think she used to be a children of the corn, possibly, but she, um, she's trying to find a biolog- biological mother. Um, but then, like by her coming back, Isaac woke up from the coma, and he's like, "I'm gonna time for me to take back the." Uh, all the children of the corn and some of that. And, um, and of course he's like mad and stuff. He wants revenge for all the things that happened. But then this movie takes the dumbest fucking twist I've ever seen in my life. And I just hated, hated what they did with the movie after like it. I read one of the reviews. I was like, this guy knows what's up. Um, it was, this guy knows what's up. Like it was just so cheesy. Um but Children of the Corn six six six, Isaac's Return is I don't know, I gave it such a high score of a four, but it's not good. Uh and then let's round it back up with Children of the Corn it's just called Children of the Corn Revelation. Yeah, I was gonna ask it, if that was the seventh but one. But it's the seventh one. Um this one actually didn't f- have the same feel as all the other ones, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, because, uh, whoops. Um, but this girl is looking for her grandmother and she like shows up in town. Um, and she starts like seeing all these kids that like other people don't see. Like she's like having these weird visions and shit. Um, but it's like she shows up and she's trying to find her grandmother, and then there's this this whole um, weird like cons- not conspiracy, but like this whole like this this what is the word I'm trying to think of? There's like this hidden story that she's trying to figure out the, the clues and what's going on because there's like this cult. Obviously, every every movie has a cult, but um, <laughs> but like. There's a cult going on, and her her grandmother was part of it, and she's trying to figure out like what's going on. Um, but uh, like she she shows up to her, her apartment, and like her grandmother like moved into the apartment as it was about to get torn down or whatever. And yeah, it's it's it was more intriguing and more fun than just going, "Hey, these kids are evil. Why are they evil? Don't know." This one actually has, like, it feels like it has a little bit more of a reasoning other than, like, you learn more about, like, some of the uh, the religious things behind it. Like, the, the why the um, 
why the kid like it's only kids that worship this god and some of like that. Um, so that was kind of neat. Uh, but so that was like of all the sequels, it was probably my favorite one. Um, so I'll I'll give uh, Children of the Corn Revelation. I'll I'll say five. Let's just say five. <laughs> I was gonna say four and a half, but I'm like. No way was two and three better than that. So it's hard. So like it's hard. Eighth one is a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Ninth one, Genesis, and the tenth one, Runaway, and then it looks like you're talking about the one that came out in 2020 is the remake. Yeah. Which doesn't even show up on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. But it looks like it got good reviews. At least got a seven and a half on IMDb. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for a horror movie. Right. Especially when the original. And a remake. (laughs) The original got like a 5.7. But. So, yeah, I'm a a little children of the corned out now. (laughs) You filled that cornhole. I did. (laughs) (laughs) The children's cornhole. Don't say that. No, 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 no. So yeah, I still have four, four more to watch, but I, I, as of right now, I don't know where I could watch them. Right. Um, all right, so the next movie I watched, you've seen as well, but I watched it because Carrie never saw it. Because last, last year we watched Valerian, the <laughs> planet with the cities, cities with the planets. Um, so we watched The Fifth Element because I was like, oh, you haven't seen Fifth Element? And she's like, no. So we start watching it. She's like, oh, so that's the character everyone cosplays as. <laughs> Lilu? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that makes sense now. Um, but yeah, the fifth element, uh, Bruce Willis plays a taxi cab driver who runs into this being that's the fifth element. Uh, you need all five elements to stop this manifestation of evil that's coming to the universe but if the evil gets there first then evil takes over the world if you know she gets there and it's used for good you stop the evil um chris tucker is annoying as heck in this movie it's still one of my favorite chris tucker characters yeah i can't stand him (laughs) um but yeah, it was like, Gary Oldman in it is amazing. Like his character seems kind of pointless after watching it recently. Like I didn't care for it as much as I did when I originally saw it. But Carrie seemed to like it a lot, so she was glad she saw it. I um, I I uh, every time I watch it, um, it's it's still I, I should watch it because I haven't watched it since the podcast started. So, <laughs> but it's just funny because it's like a good chunk of the movie takes place before it's like the future or whatever. And like Luke Perry is the, one of the guys who's like back in, I don't know, current times or whatever. Uh, he's like sketching and stuff when they're digging in the, the pyramids or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, Luke Perry's in this movie. He was like credited pretty high up there for hardly being in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I was like, wow, this takes a long time before like Lilu and Bruce Willis characters meet. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun movie. There's like, it's got such quotable lines and, uh, it's entertaining. It's funny. Um, I get fifth element a seven and a half and that was a, it's good, but not as great as I remember it, but it's still up there. 
but yeah, it's. I mean, if you like sci-fi movies and you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's uh, it's entertaining. It's yeah, I, I it's I love it. It's such a good movie. Multipass. Multipass. <laughs> um, the next movie auto, I watched. Auto wash. What? Auto wash. Oh, auto wash. Auto wash. Um, next movie I watched. You watched. Uh, last month on December of 2020, I the watched dead the don't D- Dead Don't Die. They Don't Die. It's the theme song. Yeah. I don't know what I didn't like about this movie. I had a feeling you weren't going to like it. <laughs> I, I felt like nothing mattered in the right. movie, and I hate how like the fourth wheel, fourth wall breaking I did not like at all. I knew you weren't going to like, like the fourth wall breaking. There's certain things here and there that, like, okay, a fourth wall can be broken if done right. Like, mm-hmm. when he kept going, like, he's like, oh, this is a theme song. I'm like, okay, that's kind of an- interesting. But then at the, like, near the end, not to I sp- read the script. Not to sp- <laughs> yeah, he's like, I read the script. You read the script? I only read, they only sent me the, the parts that I'm in. He's like, I read the whole script. I'm like, okay, that just pisses me off when it's like you read the whole script like so they know it's a script but still they but it's still real like i don't right yeah because um but i felt like most of the characters they introduced they're like we're gonna introduce these characters and they're like okay i want to know more about them yeah you can't they're dead i'm like right they did introduce a lot of characters they just end up killing yeah it was i don't know i i don't know I, I wish I liked it more than I did. I heard that movie was very conflicting among people. Like either mm-hmm. you love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. At least, and I at can least, see it. At least that's what I, I the people that I read like like they either said that was amazing or that movie sucked. I never saw mm-hmm. anyone you know. Well, I remember as it was coming out, like all the hype on it and stuff, and people were like this movie's amazing. Da, 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 da. And then like once I'm like about to watch it, all I see is reviews. This movie sucks. Da, 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 da. I'm like. <laughs> Wow, that didn't take long for people to get sick of this movie. Yeah. So, I gave The Dead Don't Die, I gave it a five. It was alright, but I was hoping for so much more. Yeah. Um, you can do another one. Sure. The next one I watched was another movie you watched, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, but I didn't know on HBO Max that you had to go into bonus features to watch the director's cut. I yeah. watched the original cut, but it was fun. Uh, it's still a fun movie. Um, some of those songs are catchy. Because, like, one of the characters is completely recast in the director's cut. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it is. The guy who wants to buy the plants and sell them. Um, I can't remember who it is in the original one. He's like, oh, where do you want the, you know, because he wanted the, the plant. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it was Steve Buscemi. Not Stu Buscemi, uh, Animal House guy. John Belushi? John Belushi, yes. He was in the director's cut. Okay, I was going to say, like, I don't remember him in the original movie at all. I'm trying to remember who, was it Dan Aykroyd? No. No. I feel like it was somebody. I mean, oh, Bill well. Murray was in the movie, but he didn't really have a part. Yeah, he it. was the guy who was wanted to get painted at the dentist. Yeah. I don't, oh, I, yeah, I remember like a couple people just being like, hey, you want to sell it? Like, no, we're not for sale, but it wasn't a part of the plot, really. Right, but that character is completely recast. Okay. 
Well, anyways, uh, it's a fun movie, even not director's cut, so I gave it a seven. Yeah, Jim Belushi. Oh, Jim Belushi. Oh, I thought it was... Huh. Unless it's the regular version with Jim Belushi. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, what'd you give it? A seven. Seven. Yeah, I gave the director's cut a nine. I liked it a lot. Uh, suddenly Seymour. <laughs> Um, so the next movie I watched, you also watched, um, wait, I was, uh, uh, you watched it in November of 2019, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Um, cause I got your list of all the movies you watched, so I've been going through some of the ones you rated higher that Carrie might like. Yeah. So, uh, we watched this one cause she picked it and, uh. I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was going to. It was a lot more emotional than I thought it was going to be as well. Yeah. Uh, the cast and the acting and everything was amazing. Um, yeah. Ezra, what, I don't remember his first name, Ezra but Miller? like Ezra Miller. Oh, <laughs> Ezra's his first name, Jason. <laughs> um, he was awesome. Yeah. In that. Um, and then the main kid was great. Uh, yeah, I I gave it an 8. So I gave it Perks of Being a Wallflower an 8 out of 10. You can hear more about it when Scott talked about it in November yeah. of... I also gave it an 8. Uh, November of 2019, you watched it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, you did give it an 8. Yeah, and then I, I, I after watching the movie the first time, which was before the podcast, then I mm-hmm. bought the book, and I the book just sat there on my desk for a little while, and then eventually when I read it, I like read it in a weekend. It's good. Because it's like... The mo- the uh, the book is written as letters to his friend. Yeah, because they kind of did that with the movie a yeah. little bit. But yeah. like, but going into the book knowing the plot, mm-hmm. oof, oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an emotional one. Yeah. It's good. I like so, it though. Yeah. So I gave that an eight. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the next movie I watched, whoa, uh, I only watched this because, nope, never mind. Here we go. So a couple months back, I watched a bunch of the Howling movies. Oh yeah. I think, uh, that was back in June and August of last, of 2020. Well, I didn't watch the seventh one because it wasn't, I didn't have the DVD and it wasn't on any streaming things because it never was released on DVD. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was telling you about that. Yeah, it was only released on VHS. It was on Tubi TV. Oh my God. So I watched it. (laughs) And I had to, I had to look into more about that movie because nothing fucking made sense about what was going on. So it turns out... Yeah, they took up scenes from the original movies no, and put it sliced it in. Nope, that was Did that's they? Sleepaway Camp 4. Oh, okay. No. Uh, this one takes place in sort of like... I, I don't want to get the... Uh, I want to look it up because I don't want to get the, the state wrong. But it feels like it's sort of like a Texas-type town. Um, yeah, the description just says a desert town. Uh, okay. Um, it's, but it's called Howling New Moon Rising. Um, 
It's in a small California town. It's in California? Anyways, um, so I guess what happened in this movie is they didn't have a lot of money. So instead of hiring actors, they hired the people in the town to basically just play <laughs> themselves. So no one in this movie can fucking act at all. And the main guy that's the main actor is like Australian. And everyone thinks that like, then there's the, all these killings are going on. I shouldn't say all these killings because it makes it seem like the movie is much more uh, actiony than it is. A few killings are going on and they automatically assume it's the Australian guy because he's new in town and he's Australian. But most of the fucking movie is just like him getting to know people in the town as he's working at a bartender and he just goes up to random people and be like, Hey, I'll tell you a joke. And he just like tells like a fucking stupid joke that we have heard from our uncles and, and, and dads when we were like six years old, like just the dumbest goddamn, like I I'm getting, I, I, in my notes, I wrote, um, about this movie, I wrote country, country bar, worst acting ever. And they, they kind of tell the stories a little bit of number six uh, and I think number seven and stuff like uh, number six and five just to kind of like tie it to the other movies. But then I wrote a lot of bad hee-haw type jokes. I'm officially dumber after watching this movie. <laughs> like, it's not good. It's not good at all. But I want. I like the description. Says the events events dictated in this town are fictitious. The characters depicted in Pioneer Town are real. Yeah. Yeah, because because the uh... we just hired the actors. Yeah, the town is actors. Oh God. (sighs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, and and apparently uh, one of the guys is the only actor to play the same character in more than one Halloween film. Even though near the end you find out one of the characters, like because they had to use flashbacks to show you it was that same actor, like that same character, this <laughs> that actress played from a previous movie. Um, Wait, so there's no werewolves in this movie? Oh, just slightly, like at the very end, like because whenever anybody gets killed or anything gets killed, it's like that POV shot, like of the camera like running yeah. close to the ground, and it's just in red. Until the like, shot that's supposed to be a werewolf. Yeah, and then at the very end, it's like the person, the person that is a werewolf, looks like they're wearing like a Halloween costume of a werewolf. It's no one can act at all in that movie, and it's so bad that I think it's hilarious. But this is the only holy movie that was never released on DVD, and I kind of want it to be. <laughs> it's so bad, but. Anyways, I gave uh, the Howling, the New Moon Rising. I gave it a three. Oh, fucking hee-haw jokes. I I, w- I wish I wrote down some of the uh, some of the examples of what kind of just dumb jokes quotes. Let's take a look at quotes. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, although the first lines of the movie. Um. It, there's like three people just looking at a body and like this is I might be doing a better job than them but this is how the, they deliver those lines each person has a different line one goes 
Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Mother of God. Like, it's just like three people just, just trying to react to something. And I guess that's a joke. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's so bad. So the guy who made this also wrote the fourth and the fifth one. That's how I tied some of those in. <laughs> oh, no, it was the fourth and fifth one. That's right, because, yeah, the original yeah. Original Nightmare and Rebirth. Yeah, because the Freaks one was number six. That's right. So, yeah, he tied, that's why they tied it into, like, four and five. And he also wrote the, um, nope, he produced the Lawnmower Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably with all that fat money he made off those Howling movies. He's like, I got money to spend. I wish I want to know more about this movie. Except that one came out in 95. Oh, yeah, I suppose. It came out after. Like, I want to know how much money this movie, like, they spend and... Like, I, there's so much stuff I want to know about this movie. Like, what, how, There needs how? to be a documentary on this movie. Yeah. Like, I have so many questions. Anyways. Uh, what movie did you watch? Um, I watched a movie you watched, I think, a couple times. Uh, the Invitation. Yeah, I watched that twice. <laughs> um, it was an, a weird movie. Like, a bunch of friends and family like meet uh, in the cabin to talk about stuff. Just get together. Know. They just get together and talk about shit. And then the one guy keeps thinking of the past and everyone's like, everyone else moved on. Why didn't you? And then like the weird fucking main plot kicks in at the end of the movie. Yeah. it It's, cre- um, it's creepy uh, when you watch that movie and then, Later, you watch it, something else, and then you go back to it and you go, "Oh shit, that's that guy," because like the main dude is the guy from Upgrade. Okay. Um, but then the guy whose house it is, mm-hmm. uh, that's like the brother from Haunting of Hill House, who has <laughs> who like wrote all the books. I'm like, oh god, he's a bad guy. <laughs> the funny thing is, okay, so the the random guy that's in the house, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He always plays the creepy fucker in any movie and show I see him in. Yeah. I'm like, I don't trust this guy. The guy who played Twisty on uh, American Horror Story? Yeah. Because I think he was on the, that new show, Big Sky. But also... He's he, like the sheriff's office. But he was also in the off. movie Fargo, and he was a good, nice character in that. Wasn't he also in... Uh, like, wasn't he Drew Carey's brother yeah. on the Drew Carey show? Yeah. He's a creep in that. I'm just kidding. No. Just because he's dressed as a woman? No. But he's just a creepy looking dude. Not looking. Acting dude. Yeah. Uh, John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. I need to remember that name because I always forget his name. And then Kristen's always like, Twisty? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> or Mr. Jingles. I don't know. But yeah, he's the he's the, apparently the clown in American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Big Sky. He's in Big Sky. He's weird in that show. That show is like pretty dark and just twisted and stuff for network TV. Yeah. It's not a network TV show, man. <laughs> it offends a lot of people at my work. Yeah. <laughs> well, it starts off with uh, 
human trafficking these girls. Okay. And then people like start getting murdered like brutally. <laughs> One guy gets drowned in a bathtub and like gets shot with an arrow through the calf and stuff. Like, I don't know, it's pretty intense. But it's the guy who did Big Little Lies. Okay. So this is like his network TV show, which is probably more disturbing than that show was. But, um, but anyway, back to the movies. So yeah, invitation. I gave it a seven. Okay, I gave it a six and a half, which I think I should put it. I should have given it higher than I did. But especially if you watched it more than once on purpose. Yeah. Well, we watched we watched it as a female director for uh, the oh, October. Yeah. And I yeah. liked it. Yeah, and I watched Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, hey, we're tying that movie in again. Yeah. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I watch that eventually again, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, what's the next one you watched? I watched a movie called Black Widow. Um, it's about a woman who's a spy. Spider? Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I thought uh, it was going to be a spider movie. No, I was, I was making a joke with the Marvel, about the Marvel movie. Um, right. No, this is a movie from 1987. Um, the reason why I have it is because it, it came in a. I, I bought uh, the movie The Vanishing. I bought the American remake. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was a two pack, so it had Black Widow and The Vanishing in it. Um, so I'm like, well, I'll finish this one up and I'll watch that movie. So I'm it's not this movie. Uh, Black Widow, obviously, uh, other than the spider, it um, brings to mind like women that like kill husbands. Because it's a common thing, like a black widow is, they'll marry someone because they have money, and then like kill them off to make them look like an accident, uh, and then get the money, and then go move on to someone else. So that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. A woman uh, is killing off her rich husbands, gets the money, and then uh, moves on. But then a lady, uh, a federal, she's a federal investigator. She's like, she's starting to th- like piece the things together, saying, "I think I don't think these mur- these deaths were were accidents." And she starts uh, following the case about um, slowly starting to figure out who the woman is. And then she finds out that she's going on vacation uh, somewhere. So she's like in like the some sort of tropical island type resort. And she she decides to jump head over there as well and just like sort of become friends with her just to like kind of scope her out and stuff like that. Um, But then she starts the the lady starts figuring out that like oh shit she's a federal investigator and stuff and it kind of gets a little a little tense at some points and stuff like that um but overall it's it's a, it's it feels like um it feels like both a movie that really tried to make a good movie but also feels like a movie that was like Eh, we'll just make it to sell a few a few copies on on VHS. Like, is this from 1987? Yeah, Interior Quinn's in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <And> Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Hopper. He's in a little bit of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it was it was decent. I mean, I wouldn't watch it again, but I didn't hate right. it. It was enjoyable. Right. Um. So I give uh, Black Widow a six. So, well, uh, it's funny. Like all the ones that they, if you like this, you might like this. All these other ones look very similar type yeah. movie covers. I can, I can see that. <laughs> like, oh, the bedroom window, eyewitness. That, uh, just uh, those names sound betrayed. like betrayed. 
those those names sound like I could picture them in the style of movie. Legal for sure. Eagles. Legal Eagles. Yeah. Oh. Legal Eagles. That one's a comedy, starring oh, what's that guy's name? Robert Redford. Okay. Yeah, Robert Redford. Well, Deborah Winger is in that one too. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Same actor. Yeah. And shattered. <laughs> <laughs> They're all crime drama mysteries. Um, the next movie uh, is a movie I borrowed from my friend Eric because uh, I, I, I borrowed a bunch of stuff from him, like a stack of movies at the beginning of the um, the pandemic. And I was like, I haven't touched these in a while. So I'm like, I started <laughs> watching the pile that I have. Uh, so I started watching a movie called The Uninvited. It's from 1944. So it's not the, uh, the one I just watched. <laughs> huh? Oh, no. Sorry, that was an invitation, not uninvited, no, Jason. I do, yeah, uh, the uninvited. Not the one from the 2000s. That's basically a remake of A Tale of Two Sisters. But um, this movie is about a brother and a sister. And they're, like, they're just kind of by is the... Is this from the 80s or the 40s? 40s. Okay. 1944. Um, so it's a brother and a sister who are like kind of like just wandering around by the beach and they spot this mansion. They're like, oh, their dog. That's right. Their dog like chases this rabbit or whatever or a squirrel into like this mansion. And they're like, well, look at this mansion. Like, I bet we could buy it. And I'm like, okay, just because it's empty. Like, so then they find out who owns it. And they go, we'll buy this this mansion from you. And the daughter's like, no, no, no. You can't. It's not for sale. And the, the dad's like, no, no, no. It's for sale. We'll sell it to you. Um, and like, they sold. he sold it to him for like, twenty four hundred dollars or sorry twenty four hundred pounds or something like that i'm like in 1944 and i looked it up it's like nowadays it'd be like forty five thousand dollars i'm like for that giant mansion I'm like that inflation jesus <laughs> um that's dirt cheap but yeah. uh but then as they're like they're living there they're hearing noises and stuff and they realize that the reason why the, the daughter didn't want to sell it was because it's haunted by her her mother Okay. And her mother had like died by falling off a cliff near the house and stuff. And then they just kind of like try to figure out like there's a there's a little bit more of a mystery to it than just that. So they're trying to solve that and and the movie's not really scary. It's a lot more lighthearted than it feels like it should be. Like there's like jokes here and there and stuff, but it's still a good movie, but it was it felt weird because it didn't have it didn't it wasn't scary for a horror movie. <laughs> But it was still all right. It was it was fine. I, I gave it. I gave the uninvited from nineteen forty four. I gave it a six. Nice. So the next movie I watched, you also watched. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Because uh, Carrie never heard of this movie. Well, she's seen the show, but she didn't know there was a movie. And I was like, yeah, the movie is what they adapted into the TV show. Because they're both done by Joss Whedon. Um, and I'm like, I haven't seen it in a long time. I picked it up a long time ago out of like the $5 bin at Walmart. Because I think I have it on VHS. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'll get it on DVD and then I can rewatch it. I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I remember. Uh, so Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she's like a cheerleader. Yeah. You know, the ditzy... Uh, pretty girl in school and she is marched with trying to become the next slayer to kill all these vampires 
and it's just like uh totally you know one of those girls trying to learn how to slay mm-hmm. vampires um it's pretty entertaining there's a lot of good actors <laughs> like paul rubens is one of the vampires uh a young i mean most of these people are young now in that movie like david arquette and uh Edgar stuff Howard like that was the villain yeah. the master yeah um yeah watch this i enjoyed it january of 2020 2020 so a year ago um and then yeah so i gave buffy the vampire slayer uh seven and a half same so i enjoyed it it was definitely worth watching um and that was the last one i have before our preview review all right um another movie i borrowed from my friend eric and this is this confused me too because it's called the initiation not the invitation (laughs) <laughs> uh, the initiation from 1984. Um, so at the very beginning of the movie, a whole bunch of like mental patients escape from this like mental institution. Um, and uh, that's a cool cover. It, yeah, it's a pretty cool cover. But this girl in college, um, uh, she's like trying to join a sorority, and the sorority leader lady is like all like. Uh, I'm I'm super strict and stuff that, and the people are just like leaving left and right because she's being too demanding. But you find out that the girl, um, the main girl, uh, has who the main um, uh oh, I might be wrong. No, I think I think the main girl is Princess Veda from or uh, it's not Veda, Princess Vespa from, um, Spaceballs. I think okay. the initiation from 1844, 1944. I mean, not 1844. That'd been bad. Um, yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. And um, from the fly too. Yeah. But she, um, they're like, you need to go, uh, go to your, cause her, her dad owns like this, like department store, which is basically a fucking seven story mall. <laughs> but she's like, go there and steal the guards outfit. And that's like what you have to do for your, pledge thing whatever but um because of the mental institution like all the people escaped uh so now she's like ends up getting locked in her and her friends like it end up getting locked in the mall with this killer going around like killing people and stuff uh it's very cheesy but it it at first it like it's a pretty cool fun movie but then uh once they get locked in the mall, it felt a lot like chopping mall where they're all just like partying and like drinking wine and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. But, um, the ending was very confusing. Uh, so I don't know what the fuck happened there. Plus, uh, you find out a lot like, Oh, also, um, while she's going through that, like while that's happening, the main character, she, uh, doesn't remember anything from before she was nine years old. Uh, so then she's like going through this, this teacher, uh, in college is like, well, I'll help you. I'll t- try to go through these experiments and try to help you remember what happened when you're a kid. So you have memories and some of that. And, um, and things just start getting like, you start, like, she keeps having a dream where a person comes in and like kills her dad and stuff like that and whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and then eventually he, the, the the teacher starts figuring out what's going on. So then he's like trying to save her and stuff like that. And it's like, 
it's very generic slasher, but also it has like a few points that are like a little over the top. And I go, what is happening? But it was a, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I gave it a six and a half for the initiation. Initiation. Um, and then the last movie of the month that I watched, I snuck it in right at the very end, was a movie called The Hollow, as an H-A-L-L-O. And this came out like in the 2000, uh-oh. My phone came out in 2015. Okay. The cover is pretty cool. Um, but, uh, um... It's this guy who is... Oh, that cover is really cool. Yeah. It's this guy... Uh, it's him and his wife and their baby uh, move into this sort of like... Um, this this remote house in the middle of the woods because he is a scientist who's like trying to figure out um, what's going on like with the, the woods and the trees and stuff. But they're in Ireland and they're very superstitious there. And they're like, you need you can't go in the woods. Stop going to the woods. Stop trespassing. You're making the spirits mad. And he's like, whatever. And like, no, no, no. People are here very superstitious, but they believe that there's some sort of like, there are fairies that live in the woods. And, um, and then like, they start, they, um, bad things start happening. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Because the, the wife is, um, like dead animals just keep like flying through their windows and stuff like that. And the wife is like removing all this, like this iron outside of the, um, that was like bolted to the outside of their house, which is meant, apparently meant to be a protection against these fairy things that are in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously they don't know or, or believe the town folks because Irish people are very superstitious and all that stuff with that. Um, until they find out that there actually is something in the woods. Uh, but by that point, it's a little too late to uh, run from them. Um, I don't the uh, the creatures both look kind of stupid and kind of cool at the same time. Like they look neat, but when you just see them on the screen for a long time, they just mm-hmm. look very cheesy. Um, because they're like they're like these wood creatures, but um. They they have these like really blank, like empty socket eyes and stuff like that and like, for instance, right here is a ah yeah like they look kind of cool but then cool. like when you see them like walking around and stuff like that they're a little like you saw too much of it you know type thing <laughs> so it's not as as fun <laughs> but no overall it was a it was a decent movie. Um, I don't know. It was very generic in, but like, but it jumped into the, the supernatural part way faster than I thought I was going to. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Um, and the things looked cool and stuff, but overall it's kind of generic. Um, so I gave the hollow a six. You know, a lot of things sixes this month. Six, 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 children of the cord, six, six, six. Isaac's return. Boom, 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 boom. From hell. 
Remember, like, when we were at the video store, like, how many movies yeah. and stuff ended in From Hell or yeah. In Hell? I'm just double-checking to make sure I got... Yep, I got all of them. On to the pre-review. Or preview. Pre-re. I like calling it pre-re. All right. So, Pre-re. So we watched The Temple. Yeah, last month I, point, I, I was like, I pick this movie. It's called The Temple. And this is what we thought it. <clears throat> whoa! This is what we thought it was about. Yeah, I yeah. I'm guessing uh, the movie is three people that are just basically exploring abandoned temples, and then they find something below. And that's pretty close. Um, yeah. I didn't hear it, so I don't remember what I said. <laughs> I mean, we we were both like it's. A temple, and there's like something living inside of it. Blah blah. Basically, like it's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I was like, I remember saying that it's like, so below, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but not which really. kind of did, a little bit. I feel like if they, okay, so, the, <clears throat> the synopsis of the movie is that, you meet a character who is in um, this wheelchair and sort of like. In this plastic container, um, sort of like a medical container, like make sure they don't get infections or whatever. But you don't see their face, so you don't know if it's a man or a woman or who it is. Um, and these people start asking them questions like, hey, you have this video of this woman. What is this video? How, how do you know this person and stuff? And it keeps mm-hmm. going, jumping back and forth between him talking to someone in... Is it Japan? It, I think so. Um, it sure seemed like Japan. Like, yes, anyway, the jungles of Japan. Okay, uh, searching back, for an ancient temple. Yeah. So back and forth, back and forth uh, between like the the P- J- Japanese police um, interrogating this person and then showing the story of these three people. Uh, it's a guy and a girl who are best friends, and then the girl and her boyfriend. But the boyfriend doesn't like the male friend. Right, because who's friends with the male? Yeah, and because uh, he's obviously jealous and stuff of like that, and afraid mm-hmm. that. Um, but then he find the 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 guy finds this journal about this temple, and then they're like, like, well, let's just let's go check out this temple. And even though everyone's like, don't go to this temple; it's bad news, bad news temple. They end up um, deciding to go for the temple, and uh, and even though like. I got so mad because the characters were dumb as shit and smart at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like he's like talking to this guy. He's like, Oh, uh, like what happened? He's like, well, the guy, he came down and he's like his eyes and he's holding his hands out. Like, and he's like <laughs> holding two oranges in his hand. I'm right. like, Oh, so the guy was oh, holding yeah. his eyes in his hands. And the guy's like, right. I don't know what he's trying to say. <laughs> right. I'm like how? Right. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it's it's written by one of the guys who wrote Blair Witch Project, and it shows because it feels like it's the Japanese version of Blair Witch Project. Yeah, where a whole bunch of children go missing from town, and they get murdered or whatever in this temple, and then a guy comes back to town and they think he killed them all and stuff. I'm like, this is the Blair Witch Project <laughs> in Japan, <laughs> right? Like this, like the whole background backstory of it. 
Um, but it pisses. Uh, there's so much about that movie that upsets me because I feel like they it was like an hour and like 20 minutes long. And I'm like, you could have just made it an hour and a half and made it make a little more sense. Because I feel like they dropped us off where we needed to be picked up. Mm-hmm. Like, like just a little bit more would have help, been helpful. Even if they didn't want to, like, because they didn't really explain much. Right. But, like, if your characters are, are trying to find this and they get from point A to point A and a half instead of point B... Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's our trip to Disneyland. Hey, I see Disneyland ahead. You're done. I'm like, what? No, we never got there. Yeah. Could you Could you imagine, like... You saw it. You saw it. That's good. Yeah. It, like, they... Because, like, for a movie called The Temple, they never make it to the temple. Right. They're outside the temple. Yeah, they're like in a house near the temple, and we're like, "Well, this is where the big climax is going to happen, and then this is the ending." We're not sure which one we like better, so we'll just do this, and we'll right. We'll like they put a bookend there, and then just never, and then they went published, went, uh, "Oh well." <laughs> yeah, I gave it a six. Um, I think I did as well. Hold on, let me check. I gave it a five. Nope. I gave it a six. Yeah. I wrote, um, my, my notes, I wrote three Americans find temple journal, children missing WTF ending. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Cause I, yeah, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my, my pre re what pre re what did so- you pick? Oh, well, I was going to say the best movie I watched this month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was Predestination with an eight and a half. Oh, shit. The way I the way I did my... I put too many notes in here and I can't see the number. Well, oh, I'll say yeah. the best movie I watched was Predestination with a seven and a half. And then the worst movie was Temple with <laughs> a six. Uh, the worst movie I saw was Howling the New Moon Rising with a three. <laughs> okay, so I sent you a picture of the next pre-re. Sorry, the cats are attacking the curtains. I'm fighting about this movie. Water. You can watch on Amazon Prime. It's called "They Live Inside Us." Okay, that's a cool poster. And it shows a picture of a guy. I'm guessing sitting in front of a TV mm-hmm. that's in front of a window, and uh, on the TV is a jack-o'-lantern with candles around it. A skull next to a lamp with a mug with pencils. With a lot of cobwebs. And a lot of cobwebs. And then in the window is a house across the street. And there's like a window with a person standing in front of the window. And that's the only light on in that house. And it looks like a full moon. And, uh, yeah. I know that's not much to go off of. (laughs) You know what? I almost want to guess that it's not a TV he's sitting in front of. But a laptop. Okay. Oh, maybe, because if you look next to it, there's, like, a stack of books and a frame that I thought was, like, the speakers on the old TV. But, yeah, you might be right. I was, I was like, like, the uh, the TVs don't really have that small of, like, a, uh, that, that round of a trim. That's why I was saying that. 
also yeah. the poster is like a drawing it's not like a photograph so right it's like a painting it looks cool i like the poster art for this yeah that's what that's what grabbed me and the picture at the top of this screenshot thing was the exact same picture okay <laughs> so it's not like there's a second picture to look at and the thing is, also the person across the street, like the it's a it's a two store two story uh, building house across the street, mm-hmm. and the per, the window that's on is the second story, and it looks like the person's just standing in front of the 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 window. The window. Yeah, so I can't tell if they're it's like a just, silhouette. Yeah, it's a silhouette. I can't tell if they're like they're watching the person who's watching them, or, right? Or if that person isn't even he's just on his computer and he's not paying attention to the house behind him. See, I'm picturing it as they're staring at each other. Yeah. Um, like I got rear, rear rear window vibes coming from this, but also like I don't know, like Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's outfit does look like a sort of blue collar type, um, right? Like jumpsuit. That's what it reminds me of. But then the title's called They Live Inside Us. Yeah. Maybe, ooh, with this title, ooh. we're looking at the people. We're over talking about the house themselves. I just thought of that as well. Yeah. So maybe these are the two houses talking to each other. <laughs> Telling the stories. So I'm guessing it might be an anthology type movie. Okay. Like, I'm getting trick-or-treat vibes as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say that, too, but I'm like, I didn't want to... Right. So maybe, yeah, I'm going to guess it's an anthology where the houses are telling each other stories of what's going on in their house. Yeah. And the one house has, like, like you said, he has a laptop and stuff, so they might have, like, more high-tech stuff, and the across the street might be, like, an older family or something. Okay. That's what I'm going with. Um... I'm going to take it a different route because that was initially after I realized, I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take it as they live inside us, as in, like, phobias and paranoia and stuff like that. So, like, he's watching them. They're watching him. He's on his computer, like, maybe looking up information on them. So, I'm like, they live inside us. So, I'm guessing it is about two people that are, like, are just paranoid that the other person's trying to get them. And it's sort of like a feuding neighbor type movie okay oh crap sorry but i do think it's the the first one i'm guessing it's an <laughs> anthology about the houses that people like that weird things happen inside <laughs> okay. so yeah there you go i sent you the other thing that oh. says where it's streaming okay and this came out in 2020 oh okay so it's very recent <laughs> cool so okay, right. so, so now that we talked about the movies, let's go into detail. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna what sp- the fuck? spoil the uh, the weird mind movies. So we're gonna talk about Eraserhead, and then Final Destination, and then or not Final Predestination, yeah, and then the gift. So yeah. we warned you. So yeah, so I mean the podcast is basically over. I mean if you want to email stuff by Scott at gmail dot com, other than that, you know that'll be wrapped for that. But we're gonna talk about this. Spoiler stuff. So if you want those movies spoiled for you, don't get mad if we'd spoil it because we're going to talk about the weird shit and going, I knew this is going to happen or I figured this out eventually. But yeah, so spoiler be warned. First, we watched oh, yeah. Eraserhead. Eraser Head. Okay, now, so 
I'm just going to come out and say that, like, David Lynch stuff, I enjoy it, but I know most of it just goes right over my head. Yeah. But um, I'm one of those dumb people, like, I didn't expect that the whole time type thing. Like, I like not trying to predict what's going to happen in a movie. Um, so I just like going for the ride and enjoying it. Um, like, Predestination, I thought a little bit, like, was, like, guessing what was going to happen and stuff. And I'm like, okay, if I stop doing that, I'm going to enjoy it more, which I ended up doing. But Eraserhead, like, after I watched it, I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I went online to, like, figure out what I just watched. Like, what were interpretations of what I just watched? And um, basically, the movie itself, like, David Lynch wrote the movie as... Because I guess David Lynch, his wife was pregnant when he wrote this movie. Okay. And this is his fear of uh, having a child. Yeah. Basically as a movie, which I can see. But yeah, so, okay, so let's talk about the the dinner. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, though, uh, the thing about David Lynch, though, is he makes movies and he literally puts things in the movies that don't have any meaning just to see what people fucking say about it. Right. So don't Kip was telling me that uh, like one of those inside the actors studio type things. Yes. He was on it and someone asked, um, so why do you put people like in the shadows? Like, is that like a symbolism? No, I just think it looks cool in the shadows. That's why I do it. I'm like, OK, so he didn't do it for like some of the stuff he doesn't do for a reason. He just liked it. So yeah. he put it in there. No, I read, I read a quote by him. who was saying like. Like someone's like, oh, so um, does uh does is the reason that this happens and this happens because of this? He's like, huh, that's neat. <laughs> and then he just doesn't say yes or no. He's like, oh, okay. And then uh, and then like, one time, like I can't remember the exact quote, but he uh, he says something like, yeah, I believe that this this and this happens. And so I was like, oh, that's profound. Do you want to expand on that? No. <laughs> like he's such a weird guy. So I went on YouTube after watching this movie to see what kind of clips were on there. Yeah. And someone posted the Siskel and Ebert review of this movie. Uh-huh. And like uh, Ebert li- liked it. Yeah. He's like this is a weird movie taking place on a different planet and stuff. And then Siskel's like, I didn't like it. <laughs> but like, um, the clip they showed on the Siskel and Ebert was the dinner scene where he's like, he's like, why don't you cut the chicken? Do you cut it like normal chicken? And it just starts cutting it. And it starts kicking. And it's it like blood bl- comes out. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm guessing it's blood. It's a black and white movie. Yeah. And it just like starts like just pooling and spitting out blood. It just as he's cutting this little thing, his legs going back and forth. I'm like, what am I watching? So Kristen and I both had two very uh, guttural responses to this movie. One was when he first goes to her apartment and she uh, just starts like, they're sitting on the couch talking and then she just starts going, and then the mother yeah. just starts combing her hair. We're like, what the fuck did we just happen? And then when they're getting supper ready, and the mo- like the mother like just takes the bowl and puts it in the grandma's lap, and then and yes. then makes the grandma 
holds the, the spoons to toss the salad. And she's just holding her hands, making her do it. I just uncontrollably started laughing. Oh my god, I loved it so much. See, she helped. Like, I don't know if my if that was, like, the fear in me of that was going on just made it so awkward that I laughed. Or if I thought that was funny, but I just laughed so loud and hard that and I wasn't sure why. It was so like, God damn it! That was the best thing in that movie. I just imagining like someone going, oh, "Who made the salad, Grandma?" Yeah, because I made her. But, but also, yeah, that was so weird. Also, they're talking about like the uh, the the little chicken <laughs> things, like mm-hmm. that they made those in a factory or something. Like, so it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a. I can't remember who said. It. I think it was the dad or whatever was mentioning like. They're like chickens, but we, they made them differently or something like that. Or like, so it sounds like those chickens were like, were maybe genetically engineered to be smaller or something. I don't know. I can't remember what he said, but it was along the lines of like, it sounded like they were manufactured to be smaller. So I don't know. <laughs> and that fucking baby thing just. <laughs> just won't shut up. Just screaming the whole time. Okay, so I guess I'm. Like I said, a lot of the stuff went over my head. I didn't realize that that little girl singing was inside the radiator. What? So that girl with the white face and the big cheeks that's like singing and dancing, she lives in the radiator. Why? Because. I don't know, because he looks at the radiator, stares at it, and it zooms in, and then it goes to her dancing. And she's listed as the radiator girl on IMDb. Yeah, that part, I forgot. Oh, my God, I pushed that out of my mind. And she's stepping on the little sperm things? Yeah. What the fuck? I forgot about that part. Because when I posted that we were the watching it. The song's just singing the song. Jesus Christ. I need to buy this movie. Yep. Lady in the radiator is what she's listed as. And then there's the beautiful girl across the hallway. Jesus Christ, that movie is so fucking weird. It's just like, oh, there's like little sperm things just flying at the radiator. Like, what is happening? I, yeah, I forgot because when I said I was watching, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then Kristen found... Um, Chris... <laughs> the gif on Facebook. Yeah, she found like, a gif of that... <laughs> Girl dancing. Oh. oh, this would be so amazing. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, and then they cut it open. There's nothing holding it together. What the... They take the swaddle off the baby. Oh, and it's right. just guts. Yeah. And it kills it, so... I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember it, like, died. just starts cutting what the fuck is wrong with this movie? And apparently this movie took five years to make. Oh my God. I guess most of the work they said was like, uh, the audio editing, the audio. Okay. They like splicing in the screaming and the noises and music and stuff. Like that was most of the work. It was a weird movie. Yeah. I, I feel bad. I'm, I'm kind of sad that we started that movie off with like the start of the, the horror uh, or the, the mindfuck, yeah. The year, the start of the year off of that movie because I'm like, that set a standard for me. <laughs> yes. Yep. 
<laughs> and then like the next two were like, oh my god, these are amazing in yeah. person. Yeah, the next we know what's going on. Yeah, the next one was like was it was really good, but it was a different kind of mess with your brain. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like each one of these so far is like a different way of playing with your brain. Mm-hmm. This one is like really you get done you're while you're watching it, even when you get done, you're like, what did I just watch? Yeah. Like I was trying to explain this to like uh, Travis and Kip at work. Kip's like, I've seen like pieces of it and stuff. Travis never heard of it. And then we looked it up and it was like, what's this baby thing? Because it's just like you just type in eraser at baby and it's just all these pictures. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what you would describe. It's like a dinosaur, but it's like a baby, but it's like, I guess they're saying it's like a spermoid or something. I don't know. It was a weird movie. Yeah. But uh, Predestination. Yes, Predestination. This is going to be very heavy spoiler because the whole plot is basically what is the movie. Because it, yeah, it reveals throughout the movie and starts connecting all the pieces. Yeah, so if you want to watch it, if you like time, time travel movies... I highly recommend this. Yes, one. but if you and don't listen to the rest of this podcast yeah. if you if you, sh- if you haven't seen this movie because it's really good. If we spoil it for you, you're not gonna like it. Yeah. Um. So in this movie, uh, a guy time travels and he carries like this sort of like guitar case type thing that is like a time machine, and he can only jump thirty years back or thirty years forward from like the time he gets it. Otherwise, it messes with the time stream or something. But then he, he's you, you, he's trying to find the fizzy bomb killer. That's what it's oh, called. Oh, fizzy bomber. I, I mean, the, um, fizzy bomber. Yeah, I couldn't remember it. The fizzle bomber. Fizzle, fizzle bomber. But then he. Yeah. It sounds like nothing blew up. It fizzled. Yeah. But then he, um, he meets this woman at a bar, and he's she's tell or a man at the bar, and they're telling. <laughs> You're not supposed to know she's she's a woman. Yeah. Um, he's a woman. He thinks. Yeah. Yeah. She's a. Yeah. That's right. Cause... Yeah. Okay. According to IMDb, Ethan Hawke plays the barkeep. Yeah. And then that person plays the unmarried mother. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the name of, in the in the uh, newspaper article she wrote. They wrote <clears throat> whatever. Um, but then you find that this the story of the person at the bar, how they were born, um, they were left like they're they're found on the front porch of like an orphanage. Mm-hmm. And they were special because they had both genitalia, but they didn't. She didn't. She didn't know that yeah. until she had her kid. Yeah, um, but she meets a stranger. Stranger, they have a one night stand. She gets pregnant. The pregnancy ruins her female anatomy, and they save her life by switching a, her switching it to the male anatomy. And Which then, is that's when she finds out she has both. Yeah, and then the guy who got her pregnant disappears. Yeah. She's raising this kid by herself. Yes. Now comes the the major spoilers. Yeah. I, so like I I well, got I, I pieced together that the guy was actually a woman telling the story at the bar because yeah. I recognized the actress. Oh, I didn't. And I'm like, she's from Succession, and I'm like, okay, so she's trying to be man like. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh. And then, like, I, I realized, I'm like, wait, this might be the same person. I I 
just by the clues they toss out there, I was like, I know that this person was supposed to be a woman because like the unmarried mother is like, oh, so uh, you got a sister or something? And it's like, no, that they, I bet they're a woman, but now they're a man, type thing. Um, well, the first, the first thing I guessed, I'm like that late, that lady, who I'm like, okay, that she's definitely a woman, and she is the bomber. <laughs> Yeah. My, <laughs> that was the first guess I had. Because I knew it was a time travel movie, and mm-hmm. I know at the very beginning when Ethan Hawke's character is shooting at the time travel, uh, at, at the bad guy. Yeah, and a you frame own, that you can't see. Yeah, I'm like, I bet it's him in the future. Right. And it wasn't until partway, mostly partway through, like be, before they revealed it, but like right before they revealed it, I'm like, oh, fuck, that can't be this. Like, her and him because they even like at the very beginning he's like i wouldn't even recognize myself anymore i'm like <laughs> all right i wouldn't even recognize the person i used to be or whatever so i'm like god damn it but it's it's just a big long string of like and of course at the beginning they, they, they even made a joke about like what came first the chicken or the egg mm-hmm. because basically the girl the, the, uh, the baby that was found grew up to be a woman. She gave birth and became a man. Then the man went back in time and impregnated herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the so ba- she was both the mother and the father. And then the baby grew up to be them. Yeah. And then once they had the baby, she gave it away at the orphanage. So basically she so- is her own mother and father, which doesn't make any sort of time paradox sense at all because right. they shouldn't exist neither of them should right. exist the mother father and child are all the same person but then after all these tries to try to stop these fizzle bomber mm-hmm. um, messes with his brain messes well messes with his brain but also like he gets caught he starts on fire and gets caught in an explosion and they have to do reconstructive surgery and then it turns that person into ethan hawk who takes mm-hmm. the woman back or the woman man back as an agent and that's when they start doing all this stuff and then you find out that the older version of Ethan Hawke becomes a fizzle bomber because he's saving lives yeah he's killing like the bombs are killing people who do horrible things in the future so he's sacrificing the good of all yeah yeah hundreds of people died but it would have been a lot worse if they didn't die yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, I'm like, the way they're framing people's heads out and stuff, like, I'm like, I didn't think it was him at first. I just thought, we're not supposed to know who this is yet. Yeah. And then you find out it's himself. But yeah, it's a weird paradox movie. Yeah. And then we watched the, The Gift. The Gift. So Jason Bateman's character picked on this guy in high school. And then well, he's trying to be friends again well, as they in, grew, after initi- they grew up. Initially, though, this is the thing that confuses me, though, is like they're at a store buying stuff for their house. Mm-hmm. And then the guy goes, hey, hey, you're uh, you're whatever his name is. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's like, who are you? He's like, I'm Gordon. Oh, Gordy. Oh. And then mm-hmm. after he walked away, he's like, I have no idea who that was. He said that I think to- he just. Yeah, he didn't want her to know that 
she knew who he was. Like, he didn't want her to know. Okay. Because he just wanted to distance himself because he was an asshole to him when they were younger. Because he's like, it's my past. I don't care. Like, he's nobody to me. Mm-hmm. Or he forced himself to forget because he was so cruel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, when they were kids, they reported this sexual assault on him, but they made up the whole thing. So he like they put him in a mental institution because they thought he was crazy because he was abused, right? Yeah. Um. He, he, the main character Simon, he spread a rumor around saying that he, um that Gordo was in a car with an older man having sex mm-hmm. with him. And mm-hmm. then, like, and everyone's, like, just making fun of him around school. But then his dad, his dad, uh, Gordon's dad found out this rumor, and he thought it was true, so he beat the shit out of his son. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. And then, they like, I think they moved, um, they ended up moving away or something. Um, I can't remember what happened right. afterwards. Yeah, so, like, that gets unveiled in the story. Yeah. But he says that... I just want to forget the past and become friends again. And uh, with Simon is Jason Bateman's character. Yeah. Okay. So Simon's like, no, I, he's weird. I don't want to deal with him because of all the shit I did to him as a kid. Um, and Gordo is trying to be friends and his wife's nice. So, or Simon's wife is nice. So he's trying, she's trying to, you know, be friendly to him and stuff like that. And it kind of escalates. And, um, yeah, he he. Uh, yeah, I guess we could just go in and spoil it. He basically drugs the wife and um, insinuates that he got her pregnant. Yeah, because, because they, were, they were trying forever, and she couldn't get pregnant. And then all of a sudden, she's pregnant, and you're supposed to be like, "Huh?" But they never tell you if he did or didn't, because he's trying to come off and say, "I'm still a nice guy." but I'm showing you all this stuff to make you think that I did do this, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to tell you because you, you, I don't want you to know the truth. I want this to eat you away inside because you screwed up my life. I'm going to screw up yours kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Cause it, it shows he leaves a DVD showing the events leading up to what may or may not be rape. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the cool the cool thing is, um, the guy uh, Joel Edgerton. Mm-hmm. He also wrote and directed this movie. Okay, which Whoa. is intense because I'm like, I, th- I think it's his, it's the first movie he did too, like first movie he directed. Um, which good for him, man. Yeah, <laughs> like. Uh, he's only directed six things. Oh, I guess this is... Never mind. Oh, oh the other ones are short okay, films right. or something. Because, yeah, he did He did like... So who was he in It Comes at Night? He was he, the kid? He was the main dude. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I don't even recognize him. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost certain... He plays Paul, whoever Paul is. He's probably... Yeah, he's the main guy. He's the main guy he is uh, in that comes at night. Yeah. See this guy. Yeah, I just looked it up. 
wow, yeah. he doesn't even look like the same guy. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then he was the uh, the American guy in um, in Red Sparrow. Yeah, and there's a shot of him in Black Mass, which he looks completely different into. Wow. <laughs> I guess that's good that you can like vary up your look that much. He was in Star Wars. Um, I think three. he was in he was in Bright. I think he was the orc. Yeah, I see that he's listed as Orc 2, or uh, Bright 2. Because he was Nick Jackboy or something? Yeah, he might be. I don't remember the names. I mean, it has to be him if he's the second tier on the... Yeah. <laughs> or Nick, not J- Jacoby, not Jackboy. <laughs> the two letters switched. Jackboy. I, Jack I, I never saw the movie, so I have no idea what... It's not that great. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Yeah, yep, he's the orc. It's a cool premise, but it just wasn't executed. Yeah. Right. But it looks like he he, he uh, directed one other movie that came out afterwards. So it's called, uh, oops, called Boy Erased. So maybe I'll have to check that movie oh, out too. Oh, I've heard of that one. I heard it was really good. That was up for Oscars and stuff. Okay. Son of a Baptist preacher unwillingly participates in a church-supported gay conversion program after being forced to be outed by his parents. Yeah, I heard it was really good. Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to check that out, because I enjoyed The Gift. Yeah. Not that it's going to be the same type of movie, but... No, but it pissed me off. It was off well put together. It, it was pissing me off, because I'm, like, watching Jacob, or Jason... Bateman's character just like seeing mm-hmm. Simon like this this yeah yeah I'm like okay he's Jason Bateman I like him and then slowly as he starts like doing things I'm like fuck you as someone who's like bullied in high school and stuff I'm like uh-huh. this guy can go fuck himself I was getting exactly. so I was getting so mad at him right it's nothing to you but fuck yeah as people who get bullied it's not they yeah. just fucking hate him yeah but no, those are those are fun movies. I'm excited to yeah. see what is up next. Like, yes, we got a long list to go. I mean, so... we're recording this a little late, but I'm also right. releasing things horribly late. But yeah, a few movies. So it was like September, or October. Yeah, last one released. Yeah, and it, even then, it was like probably January's episode or July's episode. Yeah, but. That's true. The weird movies I've watched already so far, uh, boy. I mean, two of them are I mean, seen basically. But... Yeah, I was gonna say you already saw. Yeah, the two I watched, you already saw. <laughs> the, yeah, the two. Well, the two. I have three I watched technically. So uh, for February, I, I, I think I told you what movies I was watching. If you wanted to watch another effed up movie. That's not on this list. Possessor on Hulu. Yeah, I saw that you watched it. I was I was mentioning it to Kristen. So that we'll one see. is also that one is also a little messed up, man. Yeah, especially like, at the end. <laughs> like, we, like we mentioned before, um, the uh, some of these might be a little. We have a list, but uh, we're not gonna say what they are because we might not be able to stick to them because some of them like. Right. I, I feel weird when I have a surplus of movies and streaming sites to go, 
hey, this movie's been out for 13 years or 15 years or 80 years. Like, let's rent it for $6 and be like, it might not be good because we may not like it. Right. Right. It's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, Jacob's Ladder was on the list. When we were looking, it wasn't on anything and also it got added. So we'll just have to keep checking every month to see what gets added mm-hmm. if it's not on a streaming service already. Yeah. Because who knows, especially with the freaking streaming wars that are going on right now. Yeah. Because you heard about Paramount Plus, right? No. Paramount Plus, Plus is a new one. It's basically CBS All Access. Like, okay. It's turning into Paramount Plus. But I read somewhere that Shudder is a part of it. So I don't. hopefully that doesn't mean Shudder is going away. <laughs> or if it's just added to it. But it's basically all Viacom stuff. So it's like MTV stuff is going to be on there, Nickelodeon, um, you know, CBS. Well, I know, stuff I know like some that. MTV stuff is already on CBS. Right, but starting March something, it's switching over to Paramount Plus. So, so if you have if you have a subscription to CBS All Access, it basically is turning into a Paramount Plus because it's the same price. They're just like rebranding it because they had tons of commercials during the Super Bowl because mm. they had Beavis and Butthead, SpongeBob. Uh, Star Trek, um, Stephen Colbert, and stuff like that, like because they're climbing the Paramount. Oh yeah, mountain. mountain. Yeah, but yeah, apparently they're doing a spinoff show to SpongeBob, and it's like SpongeBob the early years. That's like exclusive to that, and then they're bringing back behind the music, like okay. the VH1 show. Nice. Yeah, but it's gonna be called MTV's Behind the Music because they bought out. VH1. Yep, and that's why uh, the Scream TV show was so different from the third season. Right. So there's going to be some interesting stuff, but I just don't want another streaming service. But if there's more, then that means that there's going to be you know people fighting over the movies that are available or not picked up by stuff. Yeah. So well, hopefully some time, of these are going to be picked up by something. By the time this episode's out, hopefully people will know what's happening. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, that's uh that's our January of 2021. It's kind of kind of how the rest of the year will go. We will yeah. go into detail at the end. Yeah, my uh my my list of movies so far for February is very bizarre. It's a very bizarre array of things. But... I just think it's funny that it's like, okay, I'm watching these bizarre movies. Let's watch something on the side. Yeah, watch <laughs> things and they turn out to be bizarre as well yeah. and it's like because i'm like oh i'll take a break and watch some tv shows so i watched twin peaks yeah uh but yeah anyway i guess that's where we can wrap it yeah so yeah email yeah. stuff by scott at gmail.com other than that that's, that's a wrap, wrap. This is a Scott Does Stuff podcast. <laughs> <laughs>